Hi-ho, Tudor-minded people. It's Philadelphia Carrie for Tudor Time Machine. The word I share with you this week is brabble. And my friends, I must confess that I myself was lately the cause of a violent brabble between two gentlemen of my acquaintance. These worthies both requested a lock of my hair. I protested that I could only spare one lock, lest I be left quite bald. Upon this, the two began to brabble and heap such names upon each other that it must end in a duel. To save the gentlemen drawing each other's blood, I made peace by promising to sacrifice a tress to each gallant. Oh, that my beauty should incite such a brabble. Brabble? How now, Tudor Files? What think you? If you're new here, I'm Gage. I'm Jessica. And we're here with Philadelphia Carey for Tudor Word of the Week. Don't miss a word and listen to the Tudor Time Machine Story Project. Jessica reads a chapter of Time's Riddle, and then my dear friends discuss the history behind the mystery. How diverting! So subscribe on YouTube and give me a like. And thank you so much for listening. We've had so many new downloads. Tudor files are an amazing bunch. Every one of you has the wit of Rosalind and the heart of Cordelia. Can you give us a spelling of Brabble, Philadelphia? It is spelled B-R-A-B-B-L-E. Brabble. And some synonyms of that word are argue, tussle, scuffle, fight, and brawl. There are many words for violently disagreeing and many 16th century plays with a plot point of a brabble. We've taken our use from an really interesting play called Arden of Faversham by Anonymous. Philadelphia, can you give us the full title that was registered with the stationer's office in 1592? Indeed, it is thus, the lamentable and true tragedy of Mr. Arden of Faversham in Kent, who was most wickedly murdered by the means of his disloyal and wanton wife, who, for the love she bare to one Mosby, hired two desperate ruffians, Black Will and Shakebag, to kill him, wherein is showed the great malice and dissimulation of a wicked woman, the unsatiable desire of filthy lust, and the shameful end of all murderers. So that title definitely gives away the plot and also does not conform to the idea that a title should be short and sweet. <laughs> no. I, you know, apparently the murder that the play is based on was a huge news story at the time. So I guess our playwright Anonymous wasn't worried about spoilers. There were broadsheets and ballads published about it, and it was the constant talk of the town. So most people were familiar with the basic events that happened. Oh, yes. We all knew well the tale. The murder happened in 1551 under the reign of Edward VI. But I heard of it when I was a girl and read every detail of it in my Hollinshed's chronicles. I have seen for myself the very home in Faversham where the bloody deed was done. And that house is still standing today. So if you happen to find yourself in the charming market town of Faversham, Kent, and you want to see where a bloody murder once occurred, swing <laughs> by.
Arden of Faversham is considered the earliest surviving example of domestic tragedy. Quite a tragedy, this murder. A domestic tragedy is basically a play which dramatizes recent events and local crimes rather than events in sort of far off lands or historical events, which was much more typical of this period. But it really is what we would now consider true crime. Sure, absolutely. Lots of plays that we've talked about that involve murder and bloody plots, like Webster's The Duchess of Malfi or Thomas Kidd's The Spanish Tragedy, but both of those are in faraway lands. The writer of Arden of Faversham stuck to the real circumstances of the murder, and they were pretty horrible. A sort of surprisingly large number of people were involved. It wasn't like they kept this plot to themselves. So there's Alice, Arden's wife, her lover Mosby, Arden's manservant Michael was involved, a painter named Clark, a master green who was sort of a rival of Arden's in business. And then there are these two hired killers, Shakebag and Black Will. The hired murderers were really named Shakebag and Black Will? The true names of all the scoundrels are in the play. Arden's manservant, Michael, and the painter, Clark, as well as Alice's accomplice, Master Green, became involved in the murder because each man was promised by Mistress Alice that she would promote a match between them and Mosby's sister, Mistress Susan. And our quote comes from Mistress Alice when she breaks up a fight between two of these rivals, for Susan's love, who must have been quite a woman to inspire all of this. <laughs> what did she say, Philadelphia? Alice says, I'll lay my life. This is for Susan's love. Stage you behind your master to this end. Have you no other time to brabble in? But now when serious matters are in hand, say, Clark, hast thou done the thing thou promised? The serious matter at hand is, of course, poor Arden's murder. And Alice asks Master Clark, the painter, if he has done the thing promised, to wit, making a crucifix for Master Arden, painted with a poison that shall kill him. Part of the horror of this story was how many attempts were made on poor Arden's life before he was finally murdered. She was determined that he was going to die. Yeah. Alice tries poisoning his soup, kind of a basic one, and then... <laughs> She poisons a crucifix, and then there's an accident, and then in desperation, she hires these two killers who also botched the murder a number of times. Tis so. And at last, poor Arden was murdered in his own home by many stab wounds. Alice, Mosby, and the rest pulled the bloody corpse from the house into the farmyard and tried to pass the death off as a robbery by unknown assailants, but they were quickly found out. And in the play, Mistress Alice fesses up quickly when she's faced with the bloody body. Alice laments, Arden, sweet husband, what shall I say? The more I sound his name, the more he bleeds. This blood condemns me, and in gushing forth speak as it falls, and asks me why I did it. Forgive me, Arden, I repent me now, and would my death save thine. Thou shouldst not die. Rise up, sweet Arden, and enjoy thy love and frown not on me when we meet in heaven. In heaven I'll love thee, though on earth I did not. What do you think Mosby thought about that? They went to all this trouble to <laughs> kill the guy like five times, and then she's like, oh, I really did love you. Oh, well, who knows if the real Alice was so contrite. Or so quick to confess. 
I guess the playwright wanted some resolution. Wanted her to feel remorseful. Sure. Well, hopefully some tutor file will discover who that playwright actually was. Shakespeare, Marlowe, and Thomas Kidd have all been suggested, but there's no consensus. Academics continue to brabble over the authorship of this fascinating Tudor domestic tragedy. So give heed, Tudor files. Bring some 16th century source to your vocabulary with brabble. Listen in next time. Don't miss a word. Subscribe on YouTube and give me a like. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.